You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Welcome to Joy Coaching America. This is Karen Lynn Grant, and today we have a beautiful guest for you and for your enjoyment as we interview Heather Ritchie, who has gone to the UN and has been an ambassador for women and children. She's done great and marvelous work in our world, and I just wanted to introduce you to her so that she can share with you today, and as you listen to this beautiful conversation, how she is promoting every woman a queen and the purpose of finding your purpose, calling, and mission. So Heather, I want to welcome you today and just have us share share with us a little bit about your work with women and children, being an ambassador with pageants, and how that all builds service. Well, I think as women, we need to feel that we are beautiful and valuable. And when we are able to accept that we are that princess that we always wanted to be when we were a child, then we are able to color the world and with service and with love. And so in our homes, we radiate that out when we believe who we really are. So I, yes, I went to the UN and I spoke on protecting children from sexual abuse and I was Mrs. World Ambassador then. And um, I had the opportunity to be Mrs. Global America years before that, which that kind of um, kept that desire going. I knew that having a state title helps to get your voice out there, but having a national title opens up more doors. And so I knew that children need to be protected around the world. And so currently I, uh, I have been asked to be today's international woman spokesperson. And that's just a, a title that helps my voice get out there to help women. And so my, the cause for that would be rescue women. And because we cannot save the children unless we rescue women and rescuing women, I believe is you have to love yourself. You have to live your own dreams. When you find that at the end of your life, you have somebody else's life flash before your eyes, it mm-hmm. means that you've been codependent or you're trying to fix it for everyone else. And so the important thing in living our own dreams is how we're able to do the very best service. So anyway, that's kind of how I would help the women with Rescue Women is emphasizing the need that they need to have their own dreams. They need to live those. And if they have dreams they have not met, that they're not done yet and they need to keep trying. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Heather. You know, in my work as uh, sharing joy coaching across America, I remember the day what you're sharing reminds me of the day a woman who was in her 60s came to receive a massage. And and the work that I do is beyond massage. It's more than massage because when you get in that very comfortable state, you just automatically sometimes will start sharing with the person doing the facilitating. And this woman, as she was on the massage table, she just began to cry. And she said, you know, I have raised my children 
I've raised my husband, I've raised my sisters, I've raised my mother, and I don't even know what my purpose, calling, and mission is. And I think that it's so important for every woman, we have these divine roles. We have a divine role of mother. We have a divine role of wife. If we have been able to have that gift of marriage, and then there's women out there that have not had the opportunity to be married, or they have gone through marriage and that dream might have been shattered by some sad experiences. But when it comes to the end of the day, the end of our day, we need to have a sense of fulfillment, a sense of purpose, and to find our cause, to find our niches, and to be about building God's kingdom here upon the earth with our own unique gifts, talents, and abilities. And something that I love about you, Heather, and we are dear friends, but what I have noticed is your positivity and your beautiful graciousness in focusing outward, you yourself, and this is a radio show, so nobody gets to see your beautiful countenance on this radio show, but you are a beautiful, gorgeous, glamorous woman, but you have initiated a an ability to find the beauty, to seek the beauty, to take the attention off of your own beauty and focus on finding and discovering the beauty in every single woman that you meet. And I remember being at a Kenneth Cope concert when uh, I had met you years before and there you were and, and you just turned around and, and we had made contact there. And from there, that friendship has been kindled and rekindled. And again and again, as we've both gone through some hard life experiences, every single woman, every single man, every single child, we all face challenges in our life, but to keep that divine perspective that we are daughters of a king, we are sons of a king, we are princesses, we are princes, and that we need to be reminded of that more than ever before. This world is going through so much crisis, so much change, so much, uh, you mentioned child abuse, and the, the effects of that on little children and I just appreciate the work that you're doing, the voice for children that you have become, the ambassador for children that you are, the ambassador for women that you are, and for those who have experienced abuse. So I just want to thank you for that and and ask you, what is your current what is your current project? What are you doing in your own personal life that is uh, just I know you're you're creating a CD and you do sing. She sings beautifully. And so just share a little bit with us what you are doing to bless the world right now. Okay, I, I'd love to. Um, I'd like to say really quickly when we met, I encouraged you to be um, to to accept a crown because you're a beautiful person. So um, those out there who know Karen, um, Karen is actually the reigning Mrs. Utah and actually was just awarded Mrs. U.S. Premier World um, in the lady division. And she has great work to do as well. But with my music, I am just going to, um, I'm creating another album. I've been performing every week on Pacifica, which is a, a online um, virtual concert every Sunday night. And I do that with a lot of Islanders and I do it with a lot of, uh, a lot of the Islanders do inspirational or Hawaiian music. I love it. So we have people all over the world from Tonga, Haiti, um, 
New Zealand, different people perform. And that's really fun. I just did a concert fireside last Saturday and that went also to Europe. Um, just the, it was broadcast, but I just enjoy sharing my music and the love of and hope of Christ and how forgiveness helps us heal. And we don't have to hold people accountable when we can, when they have hurt us, it's just a reflection of their pain. And they need to know that if they get that unconditional message from us that it's okay, I love you, then they can move on and we can move on from whatever it is that we either did as a reaction or um, our own, you know, foibles, we are able to get past that. But um, yes, Karen, you have also written thousands of songs and you are so amazing. I love what you're sharing about forgiveness and never probably, oh my gosh, you know, right now in the world's history, what a time for a message of forgiveness, for a message of love and joy and peace. And that's what this radio show is all about, Joy Coaching America and spreading and raising the vibration to love, joy, and peace. I love that your personal work is all about that, teaching people forgiveness, helping them to hand those deep griefs from whatever they have experienced in their childhoods, whatever traumas they have gone through, and to know that there is a higher power, a Savior, Jesus Christ, whatever you choose to to call the Son of God and his role in spreading mercy and the spirit of mercy, the spirit of long suffering, the spirit of unconditional love, and teaching families how to do that. You know, during this COVID experience and people have been quarantined, you would have thought, oh, great, more family togetherness. And a lot of families have used the time to build family relationships. But there have been uh, reports and, and domestic violence is on the rise. And we want to do everything we can to promote health and healing emotionally, mentally, and spiritually at, in our personal work. And, and both of us have chosen to write Christ-centered music, music that is about the atonement of Jesus Christ, and that spreads that love, that spreads that mission in a way that is non-denominational, in a way that promotes goodwill, love, joy, and peace through the gift of song across the battlefield where so many families are hurting. And so, oh my goodness, Heather, when is your CD coming out? I have that. That's to be announced. It's a work in progress. It is a work in progress. I have half of it done. Uh, I've just been helping some children trying to, I've been trying to help some children get free from their abuser. And that's been a very difficult thing and to see women. I appreciate that. We're going to come back and we're going to talk some more about the things that Heather Ritchie is doing to help children to get freed from abuse. Thank you. And we will be back right after this break.
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. This is Karen Lynn Grant, and we're back interviewing Heather Ritchie, who is an ambassador for women and children. And Heather, I just want to invite you to share a little bit of your story so that if there is anyone out there who's listening, who has experienced trauma in any way, shape, or form, that they will feel that all is not lost, that there is still a beautiful prince, a handsome prince, a beautiful princess living deep within, and that you have a mantra that I'd love for you to share with everybody right now. Okay. Well, I know that um, I, I listen to people who will inspire me and uplift me. And Cherie Burton is one of my, those guides in my life. And she had a podcast the other day with a woman on it. And I'm trying to remember her name, but she said that there are three things you need to remember to um, her, her message was free the princess, crown the queen and liberate the wise woman. And so I know that you know, we have that princess inside of us that wants to express herself and wants to wear the pretty dress and get the pictures or, or be loved like she always dreamed of. And that doesn't always happen, but I believe that we are supposed to have those moments in our lives and to keep bringing that alive and, or we can be a victim. And so, yes, we're all victims to child abuse. Sometimes um, different people are, and I, I, as well as many others, have experienced that. Some women find that they've been drugged and raped, and that is something also that I experienced and have had to work through. And it's just important to share your story, to tell somebody so that you can be free of that and not have to carry that by yourself. And um, a lot of times, the, I, I guess the most important thing is to not hide it when we break our silence, we're able to free ourselves. We're able to process. And um, this awesome football mom that I sit next to almost every day at practice, I call her Dr. Pam. And she says, you're only as sick as your biggest secret. And so once you tell that secret to someone, you aren't sick anymore. And as long as we continue to heal and get better to forgive the person who did it, but also acknowledge it. Sometimes we just want to hide it and say, I forgive them. But part of life is knowing that different people make mistakes. It's okay to acknowledge it. If we pretend it's not there, then, then we carry that burden. So it's important that we acknowledge it, that it happened, and then try our very best to be our very best. So um, I just read a book to my child. Uh, um, it's called um, all by myself by Mercer Mayer. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, the little boy gets up or the little, I don't know what creature he is, but he gets up and it says, I can get out of bed by myself. How many women struggle with just getting out of bed? And I know when you're dealing with trauma, it's really difficult. So I can get out of bed by myself. I can brush my hair by myself. I can brush my teeth by myself. I can put on my overalls by myself. So sometimes getting up, and putting our overalls on every day and getting to work is something that helps us move forward. I knew a woman who had lost her husband and I asked her how she got through it. And she pointed her finger up above 
and she couldn't even say anything, but she just pointed up. And then she said, and I got my overalls on every day. And she had a large, I think a family of 10 children. Wow. And so, yeah, just, just doing things, knowing we can do it. We're not really all by ourselves, but we have to do some of the things by ourselves. We like you, we crown ourselves. We know, we know that we need that opportunity to share, to share our light. We have to put that crown on and whether it's real like yours, Karen, or whether it's the invisible crown, we put that crown every day on. And I think it's important also to have a tangible crown. And so I think every woman should have one in their house. And And I do too. And to put that on. I do too. And you talk about the invisible crown. And that's something that I love because many years ago, I wrote a song called Crown of Blessings. And it's all about that invisible crown and how we each came here as a divine being and we are royalty. We are daughters and sons of a king and a queen. And we lived in royal courts above. And and here we are with a veil of darkness trying to remember who we are and the wonderful things we did premortally. And now we are here to awaken that princess, that queen within, that prince, that king within, and to assist our children in the journey of being awakened as well. And it seems to me as I've gone through my journey and I've experienced multiple marriages, divorce and annulments, that each time my requisite goal after coming out of a situation where I might not have been experiencing my queenliness was to to go back and retrace my steps and find that invisible crown, put it back on my head, pick up my royal scepter, put on my shield of faith, and get back up and reclaim my sense of dignity. I think in our work as those who have experienced any kind of suffering, sorrow, abuse, trauma, that it catalysts something inside of ourselves that we don't want anybody to suffer the way that we suffered. We don't want anybody to experience being uncomforted. We want to extend that hand of relief and sisterhood and love, compassion, empathy, and kindness so that the person that we meet who is suffering still can can grasp a rope of hope and be lifted back up to their feet and heal from those traumas and those abuses and then have somebody straighten their crown and help straighten their halo and uncrumple their wings and remind them that now because they have gone through this so victoriously that they are there to help somebody else and i think that you know, I mentioned it on on a recent web uh, a recent show that I did that Alfred Tennyson he said that there is no one that can better help a wounded mortal, not even the angels of heaven themselves, than another mortal who has been broken in the wheels of living, and then can turn around and extend that fellowship and that compassion and that empathy. I think the point of today's call is 
that we are not parading ourselves around as, you know, uh, physical beauty queens, but as servants, as uh, ministers of love and joy and peace to those who feel like they might have been forsaken by a loved one and, and that they might be in a place of distrust or mistrust of humankind because their hearts have been wounded by those who they thought loved them the most. And I think about little children who you serve and who you bless, Heather, who you become a voice for because of your experiences in childhood, that now you have risen up, you have taken that experience in your childhood and you have risen up and you have claimed that scepter. You have put on that shield of faith. You have put on that invisible, beautiful and physical crown. And you're out there to bless women who are struggling, who might have experienced some of these things in their childhoods or whose children are now experiencing it. So I just want to thank you so much for the work you do, for your vision of women, to be able to see the beauty within and all of the amazing, wonderful things. You're a busy mom. Tell us how many children you have, and you are also a grandmother. So share with us about your family. Okay. Well, I have eight children. I have seven living, and my oldest is 28, and my youngest is eight. So we kind of have a big spread there, but it's great. Um, yeah, I I love being a mom. I love being pregnant. I sometimes, but um, yeah, I'm just really, I have a very blessed life. And I think that sometimes we, people can look at me and think that I have it all together or maybe not, you know, maybe they see the flaws. I don't, we just have to get to the point where we're past that. And um, whether somebody had somebody come into their rooms at night, did things to them or whatever. We have to get over that and realize that we are worthy as, as a daughter of God. And we will be right back, Heather. This is a poignant subject and there are so many people out there that need to hear a voice of hope in the darkness. We'll be right back after this message. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace. One happy listener at a time. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America with Karen Lynn Grant, interviewing Heather Ritchie, who is an ambassador for women and children and who is an advocate for those little ones who have been abused as children. You know, if you're listening to this program today and you know of situations and you don't know what to do, 
I'm so grateful that you can hear Heather's voice sharing with you to, that you don't have to keep anybody else's secrets. But a lot of times people are threatened if they talk. And Heather is going to share some, some poignant things with us today on how we can help little ones to express their feelings, their fears, and, and to help people to voice their experiences so that they can get the help that they need. Heather, will you just jump right in here and share what you have to say about that? I sure will. So I have spent time volunteering for Prevent Child Abuse Utah, and they have some great, great tips on their, they have a free um, program that you can look at and, and learn there to, you know, how to address it, how do you, how do you address abuse and what do you look for? What are the signs and what if a kid tells you? What is and that website, Heather? I know it's, if you just go to prevent child abuse, Utah or okay. America, there's that free online course. And that showed me, it was, it was very interesting because I went and volunteered in the classrooms and I saw lights go on in these children's minds. I could just see hmm. it as, as you watch the kids understand that, oh, somebody's not supposed to touch me like that. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that. That's bullying. Learning what boundaries kids have is really important. And then they are told to tell three trusted adults so that maybe one of them will get them the help that they need. And then also to keep telling until they are safe. The problem that I have seen is that when children do tell, if there is an abusive parent, a lot of times that abusive parent has had so much skill in deception that they sometimes become the legal guardian. And mm -hmm. so that is something that I experienced with a child that I knew. I told them that if they told that they would get safe, that somebody would keep them safe. And that has not happened for this child, mm -hmm. these children that I'm talking about. And that has been the most devastating thing for me to see how harmed they were and that they did speak up and that they even confessed or told a counselor. It didn't matter what information they gave. I saw that help has been withheld. And so I'm still going to be a voice for them and to continue until they get that help. Um, something else I have seen is that when family has a history of abuse, that denial is the key component that keeps children and women from becoming safe. They will pretend or in their minds, they cannot even go to that subject because it, there's trauma there. So they stay on a very um, closed level in their lives and are not able to process when somebody tells them about child abuse. They cannot, cannot even open up enough to accept responsibility and getting help for them. So a lot of times they just ignore it. And I've seen devastating things happen because of that. Because, you know, if you don't have family support when you go to court, when somebody has, you know, other means of either it's financial or they hire the best attorney or um, they have friends in their criminal behavior, whatever it is, I have seen children go to the unsafe parent and stay in prolonged abuse. And this, you know, when children are being 
hate to say this, but being raped every day, that creates Crohn's disease. There are all kinds of psychological ramifications when children have to stay in subjection of abuse. And when women are not believed and then they are told that they are crazy and they first had protective orders and then they're dismantled by these by the work that their abusers do. It's just unreal. I've seen women poisoned. I've seen all kinds of things happen that are devastating. And what I, the, what I come to here is that I know that we are all sent here to make a difference. And if we know something, we need to come forward with it. If somebody confides in you, they expect you to stand up and and be there for them. And a lot of people who have been through abuse, who have not gotten help for it or have not processed their own abuse, they are close to it. So then they are not, they are no help. And a lot of times they contribute to adding more pain to the victims. And because either they're embarrassed by what the family name is going to look like, they're embarrassed by, by what it makes them look like, you know, if they stand up, then they don't have have anyone on their side. I know firsthand what it's like to not be accepted by family for speaking out. I know firsthand what it's like to have people say that you have false memory, which you don't. When you know someone came in your room at night, you know it. And mm. you know when they defend pedophiles, you know it. And it may take a lifetime to clear these things out. I have seen that you have to stay away from people who would tell you that you don't know what you're talking about or who want to tell you what to think when you already know. So it's very important to be around safe and healthy people. Learn the steps that um, they teach on Prevent Child Abuse Utah because those steps are what will actually win in the end. So if you tell and report and that doesn't work out, you just hold on and you stay there. It may take five years, it may take 10 years. It's a mess out there because there's a lot of, of problems in the systems. However, if you work with them, eventually, I hope that that is my hope, that children will be free and more children will be free because if it's a really rough patch, there are lessons to be learned in society and those things when you're compliant and willing and, and even though it's really difficult to see children suffer, you have to stay the course. You have to tell the story so that other people can learn and they get better in the system when people are real. You know, Heather, you mentioned the website for Utah, but I, I heard you a few minutes ago mention uh, an America website. So can you share with people, because this radio show goes all around the world, and if you're outside of Utah, where can you go? Where can you turn? If you have experienced any of this or it's happening in your family by some of the most, the people that you trusted the most, I think that's the hard part where there's an emotional bond, there's a relationship that should have been built in trust, and and then that's violated. And so, and I think that's one of the reasons people don't speak up is the fear of the perpetrator getting in trouble, right? Because yes. there's an emotional bond there. So, can you share where can people turn who are outside of Utah? 
So Prevent Child Abuse America also has all the steps in how to protect children. And there are a lot of websites out there also for rescue women, um, child rescue and rescue women. Um, those steps are really important. It's important to report, but you have to also understand the system and and they can only do what they can do. So sometimes, you know, the abusers are, they say 10 steps ahead. Well, mm. always trust your gut, listen to yourself, and then you do need to report until and until those children are freed and until you are safe as a woman. So a lot of people close up and and stop because they're being you know, interrogated, taken <laughs> through the, the mud. I have seen a woman just go through so much through court and back and forth. And um, it's just been really devastating to see people that you care about go through such a, an ordeal. However, hoping, we hope that it will help people become stronger. If you've been through it and it's not working, then you are supposed to be the change. You are the one who, are, who is supposed to stand up and tell what that change needs to be. Heather, I think that this is such an important topic. And I hope that those of you out there who are listening are gleaning from Heather's wisdom and her experience as she shares hope for America and beyond for those who have experienced child abuse, who have witnessed child abuse, and who have questions on how to come out of denial and where to turn for help. We'll be right back after this station break with Hope for America. Thank you. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America, and the subject that we're talking about today may not seem very joyful, but it is very important. It's a very important topic as we we hear the news, we know that there is an increase of, of molestation and child abuse and sex trafficking. But in any and all of these cases, and for those who have been victimized, there is hope. There is freedom to choose to, to overcome and to carry on. And today I have someone with me, Heather Ritchie, who has experienced trauma in her childhood, and even later on, and who has chosen to make a huge difference in the world today, becoming an ambassador for women and children, in becoming a voice for children and for women who have faced this plight and who now need direction, hope, and courage to carry on, and the will to live, and to find your purpose, your calling, and your mission, and to be, become a strength for those who 
are in the path a little bit behind you. Yes. Well, I just, I wanted to share an experience I had. And a lot of times we think that we are past, you know, we've, we've taken counseling or whatever, and we're, we're okay. Well, I was doing great. Everything was, it seemed good in my life. Um, beautiful marriage, yeah. eight beautiful children. Yes. A wonderful marriage. I did lose a, a daughter and that was really hard, but I was able to get past that. I, I had learned to love myself enough and, but there came an experience that really has rocked my world about four or five years ago. I was at someone's house helping to take care of their children and, um, I was tending and, um, someone came home and as I put food on the table, I thanked them for what they had done for this family. And I saw a weird look in this person's eye. And about two minutes later, I fell over on the couch asleep. I was exhausted immediately. I, I just went and crashed on the couch. And I remember trying so hard to get up to get my kids. And I, I could hear this person leading them outside. And something that happens to me sometimes when I am um, under anesthesia is I don't stay under. And what I realized was this person drugged and raped me. And um, it's very vulnerable for me to say this, you know, I was married in the temple. I've kept my covenants. I never kissed anyone besides my husband. You know, you can do all the right things and then someone can take advantage of a situation. Um, I had been, I've been, you know, just a good person. I had abuse as a child and I thought that I had gotten past that. Well, this person left me with injuries and was brutal. And so when the next morning, as I was hurrying to get my kids and things together, I couldn't understand why I was in such a plight trying to get out of there. And as I drove across town, it all came to mm -hmm. me. And I realized, um, how could I ever tell my spouse? How could I tell this person that I was tending the kids for? And how was I ever going to move past that? Well, I realized at the moment that I had nothing to do with it. There was no consent. And so I put it in the back of my mind as, you know what? This person never took anything from me because I never gave it. Hmm. However, I have had injuries in my body because of it. And I believe that those injuries were there to help me be a voice for this. And because when the children that I was taking care of started speaking and um, started throwing up because of the situation they were going through with this person, I knew to speak up. I knew to say, no, this happened to me and I know that they're not safe. So sometimes our challenges were like, why me? But um, I've also heard that phrase, why not me? And so sometimes we're put in situations so that we can be a voice to help other people get out. Sometimes it's just to be a voice and to work through 
another thing, but I know that I realize that I'm responsible for what I do in my life. I'm responsible for being a better person. I'm responsible for forgiving, but I also need to be very real about the situation that this shouldn't happen to other people either. And so that's why we speak, why we speak, because if we had nothing to do with something, then we need to make sure that that the ownership of, of the occurrence is put on the right person. Also, also if like children who are abused, you know, if it's in their, say someone comes into their room at night, they have mixed feelings there. They're supposed to be loyal as, and they're supposed to obey their parents. So those kinds of circumstances will confuse a child. And that's why it's so difficult because sexual abuse is so confusing. Um, and obviously there is a difference between sexual abuse and rape. And it's important that people understand that force is not okay. And also abuse is, you know, there's the grooming both in both cases, children need to break their silence so that they can process and resolve the conflict that's inside. And when they do, they get past it. And I think that's why I was able to handle this circum this circumstance better is because I had worked through my childhood trauma. And then yes. when this happened to me, I realized I had nothing to do with it. And I was okay to speak. I knew that I had to work through it. And as much as it's been difficult, I know that it's not a reflection on my worthiness or my value. And, and that's another point. Children need to know that. Too. I was going to say that too, that it, um, if you have a situation in your family or you are in your extended family and you are the person that a little child chooses to disclose any information to, to continue to validate that child, to yes. make sure that they know this is not your fault, Absolutely. that they need to know that they are a good person. And I think that scarring comes from thinking that they did something wrong, that this was their fault. And, and oftentimes that blame can be put on their little shoulders and it's too much. And yes. I just appreciate so much, Heather, your willingness to share because this is, this is rampant in America and we want to assist those who have these things embedded in their hearts and in their minds and in their souls and psyches to, to find those trusted places where you can share your story, where you can request help, where you can get guidance so that you can begin the journey of healing for yourself or assist a friend, a loved one through that. Heather, can you give us the website again where people can go to, you said something about you take classes there. You take a class there? Well, I, t I, I went and observed in the classroom okay. with Gwen Knight. She was the executive director of Prevent Child Abuse Utah. Okay. So Prevent Child Abuse America is the website that you go to to find out how to learn the tools that you need to address it. If you know that something's going on in your family or with a relative or a neighbor, you can get the tools there and then you know better how to assess the situation without without overreacting or underreacting. You know, when we when we got married, 
uh, we never had to take classes in mothering. We never had to get college degrees in that. And it's, it's so important that we get educated in the evils of the 21st century. It's so important that we do not pull the blinders over our eyes or stick our heads in the sand, that we are consciously aware of the things that are going on in society so that we can not fall apart when we become privy to information like this and not just become aghast, but that we can be educated and and calm. It's just like if we saw an accident on the side of the road, it, you're not helpful at all if you if you haven't taken CPR, if you don't know what to do in the middle of a crisis. And so what we're hoping with this program is that we will all get the education that we need so that if a crisis happens, even if it hasn't happened in your close circle of family or friends, that you can be part of the solution rather than part of the, the gossip circle or the spewing of hate and anger. It's really important that we get educated and fortify ourselves so that we know what to do when a crisis hits. If that crisis is, is emotional, spiritual, mental, or physical, that we stay calm and stay strong. So Heather, I appreciate all that you're doing for women and children there are men who have been victims in their little childhoods. For years, uh, I would go to the prison and sing to the men and speak to the men there at the point of the mountain. And I remember being there on one occasion and at the end of speaking and singing to them, one of the men stood up and he said, what can we do for you? You've come here and you've given us hope and courage. What can we do for you? And I thought for a minute, what can 92 inmates do for me? And so I just looked at them into this audience of men dressed in white with the word inmate across their backs. And I, I said, you can sing to me. I've never had a group of men sing to me. And they began to question among themselves as they sat in that chapel, what song do we all know? And one said, how about row, row, row your boat? And another said, how about Michael, row your boat ashore? And then one voice at the far back of the chapel said, how about I am a child of God? And uh, what a beautiful rendition I heard in two-part harmony with those singing to me, I am a child of God, as I had urged these men to remember who they are and to overcome and to have hope that they can be true to their divine essence. We want to thank you for joining us in this program. Thank you. And we will be back next Saturday at noon with another Joy Coaching America with Carolyn Grant. Heather, thank you for being here today. We appreciate you so much. Thank you.